Hi, welcome to the On Your Marks book review podcast with me, Jonathan Marks. Today I'll be sharing with you my review of the book Subscribed, why the subscription model will be your company's future and what to do about it. The book is written by entrepreneur Teen Zhou. Zhou is acknowledged as something of the spiritual leader of the subscription economy and is the co-founder and CEO of Zora, a company that provides billing and customer management solution to companies that use a subscription-based business model. He's very clearly an expert on the topic, although the book, while richly detailed with case examples and methodologies for leveraging the opportunities that's abound in the subscription economy, is really a company calling card, and so there's some element of uh, shameless self-promotion of both the author and his company in the book. This doesn't, however, in any way detract from the argument or for that matter, my enjoyment of the book. It was a nice quick read, and I think for those looking to either start up in the space or transition an old economy company into a subscription-based business model, this book will be an excellent starting point. What struck me most about the book, though, was that even though it was written four years ago, so much of what he writes about has already become mainstream, especially as regards the very idea of a subscription or membership-based service. Some of the examples he uses with almost breathless excitement are now kind of old news. For example, the idea of music streaming and Spotify, what is presented in the book with a kind of magician's reveal, is now almost slightly embarrassing. I mean, who still owns music? The whole idea is so early 2000s, I guess. As with books like this, there is an overabundance of case examples. However, Zoe also includes some very useful evidence as well and I'm sure much of this is part of their company sales pitch, but it does strengthen the argument for a transition to this kind of business model. Most of the examples are really well known, but there were a few notable ones that popped up for me as I read the book of companies that are not so much in the public domain. One example was Gray's, a UK-based snack company that puts together snack boxes available either on a regular or subscription-based model. What was interesting for me was that when this company opened in the US, it did no market research, absolutely nothing. It just opened and waited to see what customers would order on the website, and then decided how to respond to that. This ultra-lean approach requires, of course, a very agile back-end system to support product development and delivery, but I think beautifully exemplifies this move from being a product-centric to a customer-centric company or maybe in the B2B space, a solution-centric company. As Grays is so focused on the customer and on building the holy grail of subscription-based companies and your recurring revenue, it can in some ways take its eye off the product and the traditional model of selling and marketing and are focused on serving customer needs. This approach helped them quickly realize that the US market loved barbecue crisps but had no appetite for Marmite. I mean, what civilized nation doesn't like Marmite, I wonder? On the B2B side, I was interested to read that traditional companies such as Hilti, Caterpillar and Husqvarna have made this transition. Hilti, an industrial tools company based in Liechtenstein, now offers its full suite of construction products as a service. Builders, rather than buying in the equipment they need and then depreciating that cost over time, can now subscribe to a tool management service that provides all the latest tools for the job, as and when required, with full service and maintenance included, as well as an immediate replacement service for any broken tools on site. 
Suddenly for a builder, a large capital purchase moves from the balance sheet to the P&L and frees up working capital. Caterpillar, the earth-moving equipment maker, is trying the same model, charging customers not to buy or even rent their equipment, but rather buy volume of earth moved. This is a great example of a focus on the customer need, or the job to be done in the language of this kind of customer or solution-centric work. Husqvarna, a 330-year-old Swedish company that supplies forestry, garden and lawn maintenance tools to both consumers and to industry, now provides access to a suite of their tools via a subscription service called the Battery Box. This provides battery-powered tools to consumers. It's available as a self-service product from a shed in car parks and other open spaces in Sweden. The book has many more examples like this, including companies such as Fender, Apple, Dollar Shave Club, Hyundai and many more. While Zoe offers a basic blueprint for a subscription business model, and details the Zora Padre model, which I briefly explain in the companion infographic, I suspect that the devil is very much in the detail. That both the development of this kind of business from scratch and the transition to a subscription model is very complicated and fraught with unseen challenges. For existing companies, one needs to swallow the fish, a term Zoe borrows from the book Technology as a Service Playbook. This model suggests that as one moves from an outright product sale to a service model, revenue drops sharply and costs increase as the company needs to retool to now service and engage with customers and members. This move from transaction to relationship means that for a time revenue and costs move in the wrong direction until they begin to reverse and costs slowly drop and revenue climbs. Of course, if shown graphically, this looks very much like a fish, hence the term swallow the fish. For pure play subscription startups, there would be none of this legacy business model, although capital would be needed to sustain the business as membership and subscriptions grow. Zoe offers a helpful comparison between the subscription model and more traditional business models by examining the marketing mix or the marketing four P's. The traditional marketing mix is based on a very simple premise. You make and package something that people want. You price this in a competitive way that makes sense to you and to your customers. You advertise and promote through attractive channels and distribute and sell in convenient and compelling locations. He raises a number of examples where this isn't applicable within a subscription economy. I'll give you a few examples here. Even though you may have an effective channel to market, for many companies you don't own that channel and therefore don't own the relationship with the customer. This means that you can't really form a strong one-to-one relationship with your customer or end user. Of course, the membership or subscription economy means that you can now engage directly with your consumer. For example, it's a little bit like Netflix versus a large studio. Netflix knows every show you watch and all of your viewing habits. Sony Pictures, by example, has no idea what you've seen. All they know is that a volume of people has seen one of its movies in a certain period of time. Traditional promotion is usually through a combination of push and pull, splashy adverts and heavily incentivized sales channels, whereas a subscription approach is very much focused on experience. Commercial transactions are mediated through social experience, both through social media and more importantly through word of mouth and this is often through the mechanism of storytelling. 
not used so much to explain the features and benefits of a product and service, but to articulate the why, as Simon Sinek would say, to help anchor that product or service in the lived contextual experience of the customer or end user. Zoe closes the book with data from the Subscription Economy Index, an index produced by his company and based on the aggregated inside knowledge he has of many companies within this economy that use his products and services. While of course not a definitive indication of the size or growth of this business model, this kind of large-scale aggregated data set does provide us with a very useful and informative guide. What the data predictably shows is a rapid increase in sales of membership or subscription services. This appears across almost all sectors, and the growth, pretty much exponential, seems to be here to stay. What drives this growth are two levers, signing up of new accounts or new users, and something called ARPA, or Average Revenue Per Account. New accounts is pretty self-explanatory, but ARPA is a function of the business's ability to not only up and cross-sell to existing customers, but to continue to add value. It is here that I think the real fine print of a subscription economy business lies. In the old economy, you sold your product and its use or functionality were very much a problem the customer had to deal with. You had your money, and apart from some after-sales service, the deal was done. Now you have something like a marriage with your customer, except divorce is no more than a click of an unsubscribe button away. The challenge you are sitting with as a company, in exchange for that lovely monthly revenue flow, is that you better be delighting your customer all the time, or the risk of them leaving for someone else's product or service is very high. This wonderful quote from the Netflix chief communications officer told in the book tells the story of why subscription business models are so powerful. And I quote, Because we have a direct relationship with consumers, we know what people like to watch, and that helps us understand how big the interest is going to be for any given show. End quote. It's not for nothing that we see so many businesses today being the Netflix of ABC or XYZ. The business model is so highly successful, if only because of its proximity to customers. By the way, please look out for my review of Reed Hastings' book, No Rules Rules, coming up in a few weeks' time. Well, that's it for this week, folks. I hope you enjoyed this review. And of course, consistent with this week's book, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful week ahead.